0: Quick scouts formed about the humid door and pick your milk for breakfast cereal. Mount Rushmore, they'll be there for you. There's a non zero chance, they'll be there for you. You'll be with me to they'll be there for you. And read some to emails too. Are you ready for week?
1: Or maybe week three, depending on however you set your league up. Welcome to the show. It is Monday, April 9th. Adam and Heath here. Scott will be arriving shortly. Heath is already tweeting and waiver wiring and all that great stuff that we do on Monday morning. And he is all fired up about Sean
2: Newcomb. How could you not be fired up about Sean Newcomb? When a pitcher does something and he's only the second pitcher ever to do it, and the other one's Randy Johnson... You get excited, and that's what Sean Newcomb did. Six shutout innings as a visiting starting pitcher at Coors Field. Nine strikeouts, no walks, and he's less than 60% owned. I feel like this is a little bit of validation of my don't react too much to things that happen early. Because he was drafted in more than 54% of leagues. There were people that dropped him because of a bad start against the Washington Nationals. You don't drop that type of upside.
1: But, But... Would you rather have Ronaldo Lopez or Sean Newcomb? Because they're both owned in right around 50% of leagues.
2: It's not even close. It's definitely Sean Newcomb. No, Lopez. it's close. Of course it's close. No, it's not close. Lopez was good. Kind of. No, like He, he, he had five good. walks and five strikeouts in seven innings. He's got an 096 BABIP so far this year against him. He's not been Sean Newcomb. Nine strikeouts, at course, good.
1: Let me just tell you the one problem with Sean Newcomb's start. Anibal Sanchez. Anibal Sanchez, the day before Sean Newcomb's brilliant start, threw about as good as you could ask for Anibal Sanchez at Colorado. Five innings, seven hits, two runs, two walks, six strikeouts. And this is actually, I think, the theme that I want to get into right now is the weather. And and we are seeing a lot of really good starts. And and I don't know what to make of weather sometimes. You know, like, uh, I'm trying to think of some off the top of my head. But in Chicago, in Detroit... The weather's just been – like Jake Junis last week, right? Amazing start. I don't know how much the weather had to do with that. I think that was a one nothing game. Ronaldo Lopez against Mike Fires this weekend, right? Getting a lot of great starts. Very cold in Colorado with, for that Braves-Rocky series. There wasn't that much offense. Kind of sucked for the Braves because this is your one weekend at Coors Field and didn't like Freddie Freeman. Did he homer? I don't know if he homer. Maybe on Friday. But <clears throat> anyway, I think the weather is suppressing offense a little bit, Heath. And it's kind of making me wonder just how legit some of these starts are. It makes it a little bit more, more challenging, I think, to look at some of these great starts and get excited about them.
2: Well, the th- thing I will say, and this goes back to the Sean Newcomb versus Reynaldo Lopez discussion. Lopez isn't missing that many bats. He's not striking out a batter per inning. There's a lot of balls in play and batters are hitting 096 on them against him. That sounds like something that could have something to do with cold weather. Although his first start was in Toronto, it might have been cold there, but it was inside, so it wasn't for the hitters. Newcomb, I don't think cold weather creates strikeouts.
1: I, I mean, I think it I think it I don't know. And the other thing is with cold weather is that sometimes it's great for pitchers, sometimes it's bad for pitchers. I mean, Herman Marquez basically couldn't feel the ball in that same environment. He had a terrible start. So, uh it's it's really it's tough to gauge. Tough to gauge. I, hey, great Sean Newcomb, great Adam Both, Adam Both Heath, add Ronaldo Lopez, fifty one percent owner, fifty three, yeah, fifty one percent.
2: Yeah, I th- definitely, he was the, he was the second name in the waiver wire. Oh, okay, so I'm not, <laughs> I just don't think it's particularly close who you should be more excited about. One of those performances was much different than the other.
1: Yes, now Newcomb had a much better performance. I think if I were really nitpicking, I'd say Newcomb's got big time walk issues. Which we saw in his first start,
2: so A, and, versus the guy that yeah, just but, walked five but guys. But you know the
1: history is not the same. You know Lopez doesn't have the same control issues that Sean Newcomb has. right not that right, Scott White?
0: Yeah, but I'd rather have Newcomb.
1: Oh, fine, fine. The screw you, me, Scott like White.
0: Get out of here. I'd, I'd add both of them. That's yeah, it. I get my i <laughs> i give the wrong opinion, so I'm gone.
1: <laughs> now apparently you are giving the right opinion. These guys are, uh, about ha- owning about half our leagues and that's who we're starting the show with. Now let's get farther, further and farther and in, further into it. Hey Scott, how you doing?
0: I'm good, Adam. What about you?
1: I'm happy that we executed the trade and Team Scam made a trade! Yeah,
2: yeah. I- I still don't feel totally great about Adam it. Adam was just talking about what a great teammate you are and how m- enjoyable it is to try to work out a trade. I imagine he wasn't. Don't make it have and- to be like that. <laughs>
1: no, Scott, it took a lot of. I, I guess I, even, I tried to stop convincing Scott, and he finally went through with the trade. We gave up Jake Junis and Delano DeShields Shields for Jamison Tyone and Brad Ziegler in a 16 team head to head categories league. Let's talk about Jamison Tyone complete game shutout. Was it a shutout? Yes.
0: It was a shutout. Yes, it was a whoo. one hit shutout. Yeah, it was awesome. The only hit was to the opposing pitcher, as a matter of fact.
1: Yeah, Tyler Malley. So this is a guy that Scott wrote about last week in his, his, you know, pitchers that looked like they were breaking out column. And I know that he didn't strike out a batter per inning or anything, but I can't complain about a complete game one-hit shutout. Big start for Tyone.
0: No, it was obviously a great result. I I feel like the process was a little um, not as encouraging. Like what what got me so excited in the first start didn't happen in the second start. Um, And that was, you know, in the first start, he really emphasized his four-seamer over the two-seamer, which he had leaned on in the past. Four-seamer, all the data shows, is clearly the superior pitch. And he started out the same way in this start, but after, like, the third inning, it he featured the two-seamer a lot more, and it basically was a 50-50 split for the whole start. Um, and, yeah, he's not going to miss as many bats if he's throwing if he's leaning on the two-seamer. He's probably going to give him more hits. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's just one start, and it's hard to... Um, I mean, it, it, it's hard to know what to take away from that other than, like, he threw like 80% fastballs, period. Between the two pitches, like, his secondary stuff is great, but he just didn't
2: need it. So he was yeah, throwing right. exactly. tons of fastballs all day.
1: Exactly. He didn't need it. No, we, we love Jamison Tyone. We're I mean, Tyone. I was
2: a little bit disappointed as a Jamison Tyone owner that, uh, like, he pitched on Sunday. I already had my matchup wrapped up this week in that league, Adam, as you know. And I oh, this is, you're having one of those
1: that. mornings, huh?
2: It's going to be one of those mornings. Okay. Um, but in all seriousness, great suggestion on Twitter. Um, I think you better call Taiwan. Oh, I screwed it up. Tyone.
1: <laughs> call him. Is that who you want to talk about? He's your standout, Jamison Tyone?
2: I mean, he's everybody's standout. It's a great team name. Oh, though, I'm sorry.
1: Uh, you you just screwed me up because I thought you were talking about Taiwan Walker. But you're yeah. right, because you you screwed up I was the, saying, the song. Yeah.
2: Oh, I totally screwed up the song. Okay. Uh, That's sorry, on you. <laughs> sorry, Miss Badu.
1: I hate. Who else did we add and drop? Uh, any uh interesting add drops? We'll look at the most added list in a second.
2: I think you have to get a little bit excited about Michael Franco. Um, and I did hear somebody say over the weekend maybe he just needed to be challenged. Uh, he had a very good weekend. He has now three walks, three strikeouts, and four extra base hits on the season.
1: Yeah, I added him in two leagues and, uh, actually dropped him earlier in the week because I didn't think his playing time, Michael Franco's playing time is going to be regular. Just, you know, Kappler's crazy. But, uh, uh he's, 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 he's played in seven of eight games. Yeah, I know. I think he started six of eight, but I think four in a row. So whatever. If he hits, he'll start. I'm not worried about that. Uh, it's a, you know, look, it's a little premature. He hit the grand slam. It's premature to be sold on Franco. It's not premature to Adam. He hit the Grand Slam. They scored 20 runs that game. They faced the Marlins. Terrible pitching staff. But, yeah, I'm excited, Heath. I picked him up in two leagues. Good stuff. Scott?
0: I, I did not have a very active weekend on the waiver wire, which, you know, wasn't for lack of trying. I just didn't see a lot of options I liked. I was in a couple 15-team leagues uh, willing to throw a couple dollars Christian his way. Because since that three-homer game, he's started every game.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that looks like possibly a power source who flew under the radar on draft day. But that was only in 15-team leagues. I would imagine 12 teams and fewer, you have somebody more attractive than that out there.
1: We have so many emails about Ian Happ. And I have happened in a couple of leagues. I'm sitting Ian Happ. I'm starting Josh Harrison over Ian Happ in, in one league. I'm starting Trey Mancini over Ian Happ in another league. Where I'm using him as an outfielder. You have to sit hap, right? I would. Yeah.
2: You probably have to sit hap, and it makes me sad to say that. I'm not happy.
1: I just I don't get it. Like he gets I think the game winning hit or something like it's a huge hit and Joe Madden's like, well maybe this will get him going, and then he sits him the next day. So.
2: And like the only thing that's working in his favor, it was a little bit scarier to me earlier in the year when Ben Zobrist and Kyle Schwarber were both really hitting. Schwarber's like 0 for his last 10 now and hitting 170. Javi Baez is hitting 180 or something. So the first one of those guys to get hot, I think, will be fine.
1: Keenan Middleton, I added, and uh, it looks like Jacob Barnes is probably the guy to own for the Brewers. Middleton for the Angels, Barnes for the Brewers. They're thirty and twenty-five percent owned, respectively. Who would you guys want in that uh out of those two closers? Keenan Middleton for the Angels or Jacob Barnes for the Brewers.
0: I mean, there's more, more clearly a transition that's going to happen in the Brewers pen, right? This is just a speculative pickup for Middleton.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs>
0: I mean, if we had to guess who gets the next save for the Angels, it's Blake Parker, right? That would still be my guess. Yes, uh, though the way Sosha's used the two lately opens the door for um, some. You know, you could wonder. You can wonder about that, but um, yeah, I mean, I think I would take Barnes. It's it's only a question to me because I, I mean, I my my hunch is Matt Albers gets the first save chance when it comes up for the Brewers. But so, no, I know, th-
1: didn't it come up on Saturday or no, or or was it a tie game?
0: Uh I, think I believe Barnes that blew was the a save. tie game.
1: Well, Barnes was used as the closer. Albers threw two innings the night before, and Barnes blew it, but. Two infield singles and an error. He did not pitch poorly. And then a, a bunt uh for an RBI by John Lester. But it really seems – I don't know. Let's check on that because cause it seems to be on Saturday. All right, yeah, I'm double-checking here.
0: I may have just missed it. It's totally possible. Um Yeah, Barnes was in – yeah, Barnes came in for the ninth inning and blew it in an awful way.
1: Yeah, but it really Which he didn't isn't pitch. Exactly an
0: endorsement.
1: <laughs> no, he really didn't pitch poorly. Like I said, two infield uh, singles and an error in that yeah. game. I so it was bad luck. I think for him.
0: Albers pitched two innings the day before though, right? Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um uh, we need to clarify also. Like I understand he had some unlucky hits and such, but he got two outs and had two walks and didn't strike anything. One
1: intentional. Out. Almost positive about that. Um it did seem like a really Murphy's Law kind of inning for him.
2: But, but the bottom
1: line is Barnes was used as a closer a night after Jake, uh, Matt Albers was not used as the closer. So I, I it seems like he was leading going into Saturday night. I don't know how much yeah. the blow and save weighs on it, but,
0: but I mean, all right, let me look at Fridays because I, I feel like something Friday gave me an indication that, um, and by the way, Craig Council qualified it as, um, you know, before anybody got a chance, don't know exactly who it's going to be. We're going to try people until somebody sticks. Okay. So, uh, you know, just because, uh, what's his name? Barnes, Barnes got the first chance doesn't mean necessarily he's I, the guy. And I, so, I'm not particularly excited about any of them. So Barnes pitched the eighth and the ninth inning of what was a tie game no, at the time. No, Albers. <laughs>
2: Sorry, Albers. <laughs> great segment. <laughs> really, really. I had the right details, the just the wrong name. It's okay, guys. Just, just go pick up Sean Newcomb.
1: <laughs> well, no, look. Okay, look. Barnes and Albers. Okay, let's just say that they're they'd be the two guys to get probably right now, right? Especially since
2: yeah, s- since they'd everybody be the two guys it. to get probably right now. Okay,
0: I will say Barnes is the first choice from the Brewers <laughs> based on based on what we saw this weekend. But I, you know, it's like a sixty forty thing for me.
1: Okay, and Blake Parker has been really bad, and Middleton hasn't given up a run yet. So if you need to speculate, Middleton's 30% owned, and the usage of Parker's been a little bit interesting lately. All right, the big news, Kniebel's out four to six weeks with a hamstring injury, so if they stick to one guy, you could have the Brewers closer for four to six weeks. That could be really nice. Eugenio Suarez fractured his thumb, guys. Is it Senzel time for the Reds?
0: I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, that's uh that's the beat writer seemed to indicate I'm talking about the one for the the Reds official team site seemed to indicate it won't be Senzel. So okay. and and it's worth noting Senzel wasn't very good this spring. Can Billy Hamilton play third? Uh no. He did offer up a name. Um but it wasn't anybody I cared about. It was so Jac- I didn't bother to commit it to memory. It
1: was Jacob Barnes. Uh no, it wasn't Jacob Barnes. It was Barnes. Albers not Albers. Same team. <laughs> Scott Schebler dealing with an elbow issue. Could end up on the DL. Which, of course, would be good for Billy Hamilton and his sketchy playing time. Mike Sosha. Al-
0: Alex Blandino was pulled from AAA Louisville. Oh, okay. Uh,
1: Mike Sosha open to using Shohei Otani more as a hitter as the season progresses a little bit. But Otani is clearly a weekend standout. Holy cow. <laughs> Unbelievable Shohei Otani. Uh wow. The
0: Angels have the best player in baseball. It's just not the one we thought it
1: was. <laughs> Christian Yelich is on the DL with an oblique strain. They they're saying it's minor. He could be back on April 15th. Nelson Cruz could return on Friday. Ryan Healy hurt his ankle, so I dropped Daniel Vogelbach. Uh and it looks like now Vogelbach even when Cruz comes back, you know, Healy it could, it could be a serious injury here. Vogelbach could have regular playing time. Mike Zanito could return on Friday. Lonnie Chisenhall is out four to six weeks with a calf injury for the for the Indians. And, unfortunately, I, I think Tyler Naquin's going to get more playing time. But do you think that if you need steals, Rajay Davis is someone we should pick up now?
2: Only I um, yeah, only.
1: And Rubenet <laughs> Odor appeared to mock Marcus Stroman during one of Stroman's pitches. It was pretty childish. And you can't mock someone. Like I don't know if you saw it. But Strowman's got, like, a big leg kick that he uses sometimes. And so in the middle of the pitch, Odor does the leg kick. But it's freezing cold, and Odor has one of those face covers where you can't see anything but his eyes. Like, you look like kind of a wimp when you're wearing that. You can't mock someone when you're doing that. I just think that's a bad look. I think it's a bad look. Yeah.
0: I'm watching it now. Bad look. It's bad (laughs) look. Pretty awesome, really. you're, You're kind of giving up. The pitch, too, right? Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. If you're gonna alter your swing mechanics that drastically, like you're just conceding, I'm not going to swing at this pitch, even if it's in my wheelhouse. Like that's a totally
2: uncompetitive move,
1: B- big mistake.
2: Uh, yeah, I don't like. It's kind of fun.
1: I mean, I guess I just think like you can't we- you can't be wearing that mask when you do it. Oh,
2: he gave him a little extra at the end. Oh, oh yeah, yeah he gave him the crotch grab oh, at yeah. the end. He yeah. Sure did.
1: He gave him the business. All right, let's take a look at the most added list here. The most added player is the number one third baseman in fantasy, Oakland's Matt Chapman. He is 84% owned. He's batting three seventy five with three home runs, eight RBIs, a double and a triple in 11 games, five walks to nine strikeouts. Yeah, he's going to strike out, but five walks very nice in, in 11 games. Uh Matt Chapman, guys, buy, buy or sell? Pardon me, buy or sell?
0: I, he's... I. I think there's a good chance he's not only a high strikeout guy, but a low BABIP guy. Um, And that's based on the little bit of data we had last year and this year. It's just kind of low line drive, big fly ball tendencies. And um, I'm not sure there's quite enough power to go with that to make him an
2: overall standout. I'm I'm still skeptical of Chapman. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I would say, when we say big strikeout, we should qualify that a little bit.
0: He's he was, not Gallo.
2: he was below 30% last year. Yeah, He's at 20% early this year. Um, it, again, it's kind of like what I was talking about with Davidson. If a marginal improvement in that strikeout rate for a guy with very little experience in the major leagues could make a big difference in his value.
1: All right. The number two most added player is Jake Junis. He's got two starts this week. He's 81% owned. Preston Tucker is the third most added player. And I don't know that you can start him this week. He's got four games at Washington and at the Cubs. I did look at Scott's hitter column this morning, but I didn't look at the worst matchups. But I imagine the Braves are on there. They got Scherzer, Strasburg, Darvish, and Quintana, Scott.
0: uh, I don't remember if they're on there. There may have been a change in that group. Um, I can't remember if the Braves are on it or not. I'll look at it now. But, but, yeah, yeah. those are bad matchups.
2: (laughs) Is it going to have Lester as well? Cause no. I don't even know if he'll play against Quintana and Lester.
1: No, he doesn't have Lester, but he has Chatwood. Well, Chat, is Chatwood a lefty? He is, right.
2: Here's the thing. Uh, Acuna could be up Friday. Right. True. So this, like, I should have put him in the waiver wire just to say stop adding him.
1: Preston Tucker?
2: This okay. is not a thing.
1: Okay, yeah. I, I, I wish it'd be a thing. thing.
0: I like him more than Marquez, but I don't, you know, I don't, I don't see it happening.
1: Chatwood's a righty. I apologize for that. Alright, back to the most added list. Uh, Tyler Malley is on the most added list. But he got rocked yesterday. I don't. I don't want to get. He had a yeah. really bad inning against the Pirates. I had uh, Braves
0: as the second worst matchups. Go ahead.
1: What do you think about Malley? Fifty um, six percent owned.
0: I don't know that he doesn't have some work ahead of him still because he's kind, he kind of has that Tony Singrani thing where you, you look at the minor league numbers and they blow you away, but they were built on a very fastball heavy. Um, Arsenal and he he actually Wasn't fastball heavy in this start but Maybe that's why it was so Bad you know like I'm just not sure uh, The Arsenal's fleshed up Fleshed out enough to uh For us to rely on him in fantasy yet
2: I think his ownership is probably about Right the problem with his ownership Is that Newcomb and Ronaldo Lopez are Owned basically the same number of leagues But right around 40 or 50 percent For a pitcher that has some upside And has shown us in one of the two starts That seems about right
1: Okay, that's Tyler Malley. Tyler Skaggs right behind him at seventy six percent. Skaggs is a two two star pitcher this week. Uh Chris Owings, guys. Chris Owings, Diamondback's shortstop. Batting four twenty-three with a steal. Um what do you think about him? He's fifty-one percent owned.
2: Well, I'm surprised we don't see more shortstops at the top of the list because I would assume all of the Xander Bogart's owners are very concerned about whether they're going to have a shortstop this week. Um I'm also kind of surprised that Owings is the guy at the top. Like, yeah, he's off to a, a good start. Nick Ahmed's hitting over 400 as well, I believe. Uh, I would rather add Drupal or Ahmed Rosario.
1: And it looks like bad matchups for Owings. I mean, he's got Holland today, which should be fine, but De- Johnny Cueto, who's amazing, and to be determined for the Giants on the 11th, but then Rich Hill, Kenta Maeda, Clayton Kershaw to end the week. So beware, I guess, there. Um, so do you and- want to
0: talk— and yeah. long-term, Owings has gotten most of his starts in right field, which is Steven Souza's spot. Okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, I don't know that Nick Ahmed's really somebody the Diamondbacks will lean on uh, once everybody's healthy, but that's what they were indicating toward the end of spring training, that they prefer him to Owings. We'll see.
1: Let's read some more names here on the most added list. Keenan Middleton, Brian Anderson, 34% owned, Jacob Barnes, Reynaldo Lopez, uh, we've talked about him. Joe Panic, Tim Anderson, Ian Kennedy. Panic and Anderson are about 75% owned. Ian Kennedy is 41% owned. He's off to a good start. I I whiffed on this guy. I really should have picked up Shinsu Chu in a 14-team points league, but I missed the boat there. He's 58% owned. Um, How about Ian Kennedy? Could he bounce back? He was just so bad last year. Can he have another year with, like, a sub-4 ERA? He's pretty hard-to-predict pitcher.
0: I think that's possible. He he, uh, he apparently had some health issues last year that prevented him from driving with his lower body, and so that's why uh, we saw the strikeouts, which had normally always been there. We saw those drop off last year. Uh, really good spring with a big strikeout rate. I don't think he's as good as he's looked his first two starts, but I think I think he could be that guy who was two years ago, and. Um, you know, kind of in that Lance Lynn range of fantasy contributor.
1: This is Ian Kennedy we're talking about. Would you rather have Kennedy or Tyler Malley? Uh,
0: this early in the year, I'm
2: gonna, I'm gonna gamble on the upside of Malley. It depends on if I need, like, if I need a starter this week, I'd rather have Kennedy.
1: And just, uh, some other names. Joey Lucchese, 23% owned. Deeper leagues, I see people picking him up. Okay.
2: Yeah, I've grabbed him in a couple spots. Uh, the problem is you just don't know if you can start him this week because he has two starts, but one's at Colorado.
1: There was one – oh, Tyson Ross had a really good start against the Astros over the weekend, and he's about 14% owned. So I think our 16-team league's probably the only one I'd think about picking him up. I don't even know if he's owned, but probably is. But I uh, just want to bring Tyson Ross up. It's pretty solid start to the season. Two starts, one okay, one really good. It's 14% owned. You guys, what do you think, right? Like 14%? That's so, too low. Too low? Okay.
0: It's really good match. a stretch. I mean he gave up four and runs yesterday.
1: Oh, did he? I'm sorry. Wait, seven strikeouts against the Astros?
0: Seven strikeouts, a couple home runs. I mean, the stuff for having had thoracic outlet surgery, um it it from what I can see, it looks like it's pretty much back. So there there's upside here for sure. I'm just not sure he's demonstrated enough for me to uh, make him a priority pickup.
1: We're going to do the worryometer in a moment, but I got a message for all of you employers out there, anyone who's hiring now or if you're looking to hire in the future, just keep it in mind, ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And the URL you want to go to is ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. If you want to uh, try it for free, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. There's no better way for you to find the right people for your job opening. ZipRecruiter learns what you're looking for, identifies people with the right experience, and invites them to apply for your job. And here's your stat of the day. 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. That's incredible because ZipRecruiter doesn't stop. They spotlight the strongest applications you receive. You never miss a great match. It's really important to find the right people. The right candidates are out there, and ZipRecruiter, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike is how you're going to find them. It doesn't matter if it's a big business, small business, medium size. Businesses of all sizes are trusting ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs, and our listeners can try it for free. That's right. For free, people, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. One more time, ZipRecruiter.com slash strike. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Zero to ten on the worryometer. Ready for this one? I'm ready. Going to knock your, socks, ready. Off. Gonna knock your socks off. I'm warning you. Okay. Clayton Kershaw.
0: Whoa! Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> socks are across the room.
1: Uh Four straight seasons with a K rate of 10.4 per nine or higher and only only 9 per 9 only a strikeout pretty right now <laughs> any concerns on uh, the worryometer on Kershaw that he won't be a super ace just a regular
0: ace um like a 1 2 w-
2: not high this is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay
1: uh all right fine Marcus Stroman worryometer on Stroman
2: 10 <sighs> Four, I, I don't know. Like this this, 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 obviously, this entire game starting with Clayton Kershaw and then going to Marcus Stroman. <laughs> like, how do you calibrate the worryometer? When think, those are the two names. I think
1: what, what you do is you forget about Kershaw and then. You just,
2: uh, okay, <laughs> so a ten on the worryometer would be I would take a trade offer for him. I, um, I don't know what it means. Like
1: a ten on the worryometer is that you have no confidence in the guy.
0: I think Stroman is going to be exactly who we expect him to be. I think he's had two bad starts to begin the season. I think it's mostly been control-related, which is reasonable since he missed so much of spring training with an injury. So, and maybe sit him, but, you know, if you
2: liked him when you drafted him, you should still like him now. So you expect 200 innings of a mid-to-high high three ERA?
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. basically,
2: I think that's probably fine. I just think a lot of people's expectations may have been higher than that when they drafted him.
0: I mean, it might be more on the low side of three than mid. Um, the whip's going to be kind of high because he's, uh, you know, ground ball guy. But yeah, that you know, look at his numbers last year. Look at, and well, you know, but maybe maybe correct the ERA a little. And
2: last year is go. about a third of his major league career. Yeah, and so was the year before when he had a four three seven. I think what he did last year was legit. I do not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Produced his
0: fit by almost a full run. Well, yeah. Adjust the ERA a little. Like, I don't.
2: Okay. Whatever. 3 7.
0: 3, seven's three seven's higher high. than I expect. Yeah.
1: I, 3 7 would be a bad year for Strowman. 3 you know, 7 is his career. At, yeah. I mean, well, you he's, talk about he's career. kind of in that
0: Keiko category because his ground ball rate's so extreme. You kind of expect
2: him to outperform the fit, right? Well, no, I was saying 3 is his career ERA. Okay. His career FIP's actually a little better. three five eight.
1: I, right. I have a tough time looking at a guy's career ERA when he's still very early in his career, Uh and you know he made four starts in 2015. So I, well, anyway, um, <laughs> so and there, the, the,
0: the year where he got the most innings was kind of goofy.
1: And, and Stroman's at Cleveland this week, which is interesting because it's probably going to be cold. But Cleveland and Cleveland's been really bad. I mean, their their top four hitters are hitting very poorly. Uh But Stroman's pitching, I, I think I'm leaning towards sitting him. I'm gonna okay. You know what? I'm gonna sit him for a two start Tyler Skaggs right now.
0: Agreed. That's fine. Yeah, do that.
1: All right. Good stuff. Way to go, Adam. Next up on the worryometer, Luis Castillo. Ah, yikes! <laughs> off to a bad start.
0: <laughs> he is off to a bad start. Um, but the dominance indicators are still off the charts. Like the number of swinging strikes he's getting just on the changeup alone. Like if you're only counting those, he's one of the best swing and miss pitchers in baseball. And, um, I think he's had fastball command issues early. Whatever. I mean, like, it's two starts. If you think the talent, if you still believe in the talent,
2: you should still believe in the player. And I definitely believe in the talent here. I'm not dropping Luis Castillo. I am worried because we, I had him ranked as a top 30 starting pitcher. And, uh, there's, there's plenty to be worried about there. What Um, are you worried about? Uh, the swing and miss stuff with the changeup is there. The strikeouts have not been yet. He pitches for what's probably not going to be a very good team. But he's, doesn't the lack of strikeouts seem fluky if he's getting that many swings and misses? It seems a little bit fluky, yes. A little bit or a lot? Just a little bit. Okay. To me. Well, I, it can I, seem a lot to you.
1: <laughs> I just think, I think the worrisome thing with Castillo is that he's not really throwing a slider. So he's got two fastballs, he's got a two-seamer and a four-seamer, and he throws the changeup a lot. But I do like, I, I want him to have another pitch. So that that's my concern, but he has faced the Pirates, who have been amazing, and the Nationals. But we'll give him a little bit of a, a break there.
0: Cole Hamels worryometer. Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. This is a tough one to calibrate because am I worried about a guy who I didn't think was going to be very good?
2: No. Um, I wouldn't have that much problem dropping him.
0: Right. I mean, I think that's a little premature.
2: You dropped him he, for Reynaldo Lopez, right? What's
0: weird is he got 17 swinging strikes yesterday. <laughs> um, I don't think he a has a very really good really high ball. number. Uh, but he didn't get many strikeouts, and obviously he didn't have a great start. So uh, I don't think the stuff in terms of velocity has uh, been very impressive either. So, yep. like, I, I want to drop him because I know somebody in my league values him. Uh, but I'm not uh, – I, I would be holding on for another start like his last start so you can sell high.
2: Let's just say, when I said I would drop him, uh Sean Newcomb, Reino, Reynaldo Lopez, both available in half of leagues, I'd drop him for either of those guys quickly. I would not drop him for, like, Ian Kennedy.
1: This Cole Hamels we're talking about. And Hamels, I thought it was interesting what Steve Pierce said about Hamels. Steve Pierce homered on the first pitch of the game, and he said his change-up, I think he said his change-up is nasty. Like, I didn't want to wait for that pitch, so he jumped on a first-pitch fastball. And that's it. I Hamels is just – he's – doesn't have a very good fastball right now, so yeah. I think he can get the swings and misses with his secondary pitches, but he's gonna get you know he's gonna get beat on his fastball. I'm, I'm looking
0: to see more of that slider he worked on in spring training.
2: It'd be nice to break that out. All right, I think he's throwing it; they're just calling it a cutter because it doesn't break enough.
1: <laughs> uh, worryometer on Daniel Duffy. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm 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 pretty worried if you draft him as a top forty starting pitcher. I didn't. It's kind of like probably how Scott feels about Cole Hamels. Uh, Wariometer for Duffy
0: is, I guess, a five. Uh, nice recovery after an awful first inning in his last start. That was true for both him and Carrasco in that game.
1: Do you want to buy low on Danny Duffy? Sounds like Heath knows, Scott maybe.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, it depends how low we're talking here. Wanna throw some offers my way? Sure. Uh Jake Junis. <laughs> um I guess I'd I guess I'd rather have Duffy. Ask me after Junas' start tonight. No. Patrick Corbin. <laughs> I'd rather have Corbin. <laughs> well you don't rush to make a trade.
1: Well, the trade's you gonna be off the you're table not, you're after I'm
2: confident trade. in.
1: It's gonna be off the table.
2: Yeah, I'd rather have Corbin. Well.
1: Corbin or Duffy, so Corbin for pre- you yeah uh, I'd rather have Corbin starter sit Duffy to uh, this week against the Mariners
0: I would like to I would start. prefer to sit him yes if I had options
1: Wariometer zero to 10 on Kenley Jansen
0: zero yeah it's like a two velocity at least according to Brooks baseball baseball savant had a different but uh it had him averaging on his cutter about what he averaged last year in this most recent outing and he struck out the side yeah. So he looks like he's out of the, out of the drink.
1: Yeah, I don't think it was quite vintage Jansen, but it was definitely a step in the right direction. Um, alright, and fi- this one's interesting. Ken Giles. Now Peacock got the save on Sunday because Giles was unavailable. But if you do a Twitter search for Ken Giles and you see what Astros fans say about him, they hate Ken Giles. <laughs> At least the ones on Twitter. They don't trust Ken Giles and he's really not off to a great start. Uh, Yeah, where's your worryometer on Giles? Zero to ten.
0: Yeah, the unreliable closer is the most hated of, um, most hated by fans, and I mean that's fair. Like, how many times has he lost his job just since joining the Astros? And uh, I mean, he lost it in the playoffs last year on the way to the World Series title. But I mean, he still is a dominant pitcher when he's on. He still has like top five closer potential you just got to worry that he'll have a bad week and lose his job at any given moment. So, uh I mean, I guess it's like a 3.5 for me.
2: Yeah, I'd say 3 or 4. I don't think they want to give this job to Peacock. They've been pretty clear that they don't want to have Davinsky or Peacock as their closer. They want to use them in the more high-leverage situations. So, I I don't think he's particularly close to losing it right now, but two games could change that.
1: All right, I got a great email of the day to get to and I will do that in just a second. But guys, how fun is the draft app? Oh, Heath, let's check the scores from the draft that we did on the Sportsline DFS podcast.
2: I finished last. I know that. Uh, do you know who won? I'm guessing you since you're bringing it up.
1: No, I don't. I have no idea. Uh That's no, a Heath move. I came in second. I came in second. But I love it. I'm having so much fun and I did one against the listeners on Friday, five uh five person league and I came in fifth. So, great. Lance McCullers, Chris Bryant, Gary Sanchez, Brett Gardner, Adam Jones. Picked the wrong, uh, Orioles, Yankees stack that night. But, uh, look, I-, I love it. I'm having so much fun on the draft app. Everybody, please sign up. Download the draft app or go to play, or go to draft.com and use the promo code FB today. It's very important you use that code FB today, like fantasy baseball today. When you do that, you get free entry into a real money baseball draft when you make your first deposit. Again, use our promo code fb today why do i love draft because we all love snake drafts right we do snake drafts all the time and that's our favorite part of the draft now do it every single day as many times as you want play for real money contest started just one dollar and your chances of winning money on the draft app are 80 percent better than they are on the salary cap site so there are just so many things to like on draft everybody do it right now download the draft app you can follow me you can compete against me Big Cane Two is my username, so follow me, Big Kane Two. Download the draft app and use the promo code FBtoday and I will whoop you. Eventually I'll make good on that promise. Stop getting my butt kicked, but FB today is the promo code draft.com or the draft app. Email today is from Troy in Colorado. Simple question Do Heath and Scott feel stupid for not predicting Otani for rookie of the year yet, or is it too early?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel really stupid. And, uh, I regret paying so much attention to the eight or however many scouts Jeff Passen interviewed in that piece for Yahoo, because it was, uh, universal in their distaste of Otani's uh, hitting approach. And we didn't see much good from him as a pitcher this spring either, but it just, um, you know, I brought up an anecdote about, uh, when we were talking about, his uh, struggles this spring, and I was trying to, you know, provide the full 360 degrees of it. Um, I brought up an anecdote about Lupinella, his first spring with Ichiro Suzuki, and how all Ichiro Suzuki was doing was hitting these weak grounders to the left side of the infield. And um, Lupinella got concerned that he couldn't do anything else, but apparently. Like they're just so, like their, their preparation for the season is so much more about process over there than results, which is theoretically is over here too, but I, I don't know. People get a little worried more when they don't see results. Um, cause he is just, he's out of his mind good at, at pitching, especially. I mean, 25 swings and misses. The splitter was responsible for like 20 of them and he's had a perfect game into the seventh inning, 12 strikeouts. And, oh, by the way, he homered in three straight games earlier this week. It's just, like, I feel like it's the biggest sports story. Uh, I mean, it's got to be one of the top five stories of our lifetime, and I feel like it's it's actually not getting the
2: hype it deserves. One of the top five sports, sports stories, stories of our lifetime. Yeah. All
1: right, let's I'm go. Not, let's, I'm, I'm let's not ready to go quite that far, but— Let's do a top five. Um, OJ?
2: Well, Tiger, originally.
1: Tiger? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Otani's right there. Tati's third. Yeah,
2: I think, I think he's probably right there with those two. I mean, we'd probably have to,
0: it'd probably take a little more thought and, uh. It is a huge you know, story. If, like he, the, if
1: he pitched for the, if he played for like, the Yankees, it would be. Nobody's like done this news. since
2: Babe Ruth Nobody thought anybody could do it, which is why nobody's tried to do it. I just you know? want to clarify one thing, cause, I, all of your tweets about how I was wrong about Otani, I appreciate them. Keep retweeting that CBS Sports HQ piece where I said he was going to be a bust. That's really fun and awesome. I just want to clarify, though, that this was not because of spring training. I was stupid about Shohei Otani long before he was bad in spring training.
1: Well, I, well, the other piece of news here, actually, is that J.C. Ramirez is going on the DL. And so it's going to be really tough for them to use a six-man rotation. Uh, you were concerned about Otani because of the innings. You thought he was gonna throw like 150 innings mo- at most, right? And- Oh yes. That was- that's still, I mean, it's a legit concern. Also, I, he is going to be great, right? It seems. Like, we gotta look at him and say he's gonna be really good. There's never gonna be a time where his value's higher than now. So, I- I mean, I still think- That's w- not sure. I, I might entertain putting him on the market. I, He's not going to homer every single game. And if he plays three well, times no, a week.
0: But like just for the, and obviously you have to choose on CBS sports, whether you're starting as a hitter or as a pitcher. And it still seems like you're going to choose pitcher every time because, uh, you know, he doesn't bat the day before or after he starts. Um, but as a pitcher, he looks. I mean, he looks like Cy Young material. I don't know that he'll get the innings to be in contention there, really, but it doesn't matter. Like, as as scarce as frontline pitching is in today's MLB, if you get that guy and you you invested only a ninth round pick in him, so you like. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't trade him for Justin Verlander if the offer came my way. I think I probably would, but probably.
2: Okay, here's, yeah, Here, probably. here's the, uh, I was on last night, the in this league podcast. I know Adam, you've been on there before. Oh, I love them.
1: They're great. Yeah.
2: Blogman and Welsh. Lots of fun. That was one of the questions they asked. What is the best player you would give up to get Otani? And the first one they asked me was Dozier. No way. And the second one was Jose Ramirez.
1: No way. Come on. they you had run Twitter polls and
2: about, it was about 50-50 on Dozier.
1: Oh, come on now. I mean, you're talking about 11 days of baseball. I just – I can't see it. Like,
0: I- Yeah, I mean, if you could pull off a trade like that, like maybe a top four rounder for Otani. If we were redrafting today, he would be at earliest a fourth round pick for me, I think, because of there's less provenness there and there are innings concerns. So uh that's about what he'd be for me. So if you can get somebody like Ramirez or Dozier, or, I'm skeptical you can. I think it's one thing when you don't own that guy and you're just – Swept up in the moment to click yes on that poll. If it's a daily league, I think maybe you can.
1: Let's not forget he had an elbow issue too. I mean, and they want to they want to use a six man rotation so they don't stress his arm out. So I think if you can get a surefire thing like a top four round pick, you have to do it with Otani, just like you guys said. I'm just reiterating. Um But I I, I don't know. If if people are split on Jose Ramirez versus Shohei Otani, then I do believe as great as Otani is, I do believe that it's getting a little out of hand. Yeah. Uh, alright, um, let's move on. What do you guys think about Giancarlo Stanton? Two games with no hits and five strikeouts. He's at least the first Yankee, if not the first player ever, to do that in the same season in the live ball era. Uh, any concerns there on Giancarlo Stanton?
0: He's not the first player to do it. He's the third, I believe, I saw. Ray Langford did it recently. Um, wh- semi recently. <laughs> <laughs> Ray <Yeah>. Langford's back! <laughs> um,. Recently in the context of all baseball history. Anyway. <laughs> sure. Um,
2: no. Um, yes. Oh man, he's a worry ward today. I, here's my thing. I don't, I'm not worried about John Carlos Danton just being terrible, but there were two things he did last year that were new. Mm-hmm. One was stay healthy. The other was cut his strikeout rate by 20%. Yep. He's struck out in 41% of his plate appearances so far. Mm-hmm. I think it's reasonable to be worried he goes back to a 30% strikeout rate guy this year, in which case he was not worth a first-round pick. Except he was always worth a first-round pick, except for that one year. Except going into last year, we always classified Stanton
0: as a first-round pick. But he actually not actually returned first-round value. Only because he got hurt. On a per-game basis, he was a first-rounder.
1: Yeah. Stanton or Judge, who would you rather have rest of the season?
2: I'm sticking with Judge. I'm sticking with Stanton.
1: Okay. Start or sit these guys, if you had to make the decision right now, at about 10 a.m. Eastern. Gary Sanchez.
0: I would start Gary Sanchez, because what kind of replacement catcher are you getting?
1: Xander Bogarts.
2: I would probably sit Xander Bogarts, unless we hear something different this afternoon.
1: Anthony Rizzo.
2: we got to make this choice in our 16-teamer, Adam. I'm leaning towards starting. I, and I'd like to congratulate you guys. I believe you are over 500 for the first time in the For the People podcast league.
0: <laughs> yeah. It we,
2: we we, should yeah, have been yeah, even yeah. bigger.
0: I we know. lost both Delano De Shields and Jake Lamb early in the 11-day scoring period. That's one knock on the 11-day scoring period that we never discussed. I agree with
2: that as well. We lost Zinino and Nelson Cruz. Yeah. Uh, so that that's something I hadn't really considered. Just yeah. worth remembering. We
1: also lost Anthony Rizzo, but we hung on. Six to four. Go us. Charlie Blackman, day to day. Oh, what did we say? We're starting Rizzo. Oh, we're gonna, I think we're going to start him in the 16-team league. They are—they keep downplaying it for what it's worth. Uh, Charlie Blackman, got to start him, right? Yes. Yep. Ian Kinsler could come off the DL tomorrow. Starter no. no. Not in a
0: not in a standard 12-team league. Give him a chance to prove healthy and effective.
1: George Springer.
0: I would start him. Me too.
1: Okay, let's. Guys, I've uh, been a little slow-paced here, so let's see what we can get to here. A lot of stuff. We can save some for tomorrow. But we talked about Chapman. We talked about Franco. I'm going to be- give you some other hitters who have been pretty solid. Colin Moran for the Pirates. Jesse Winker does not have an extra base hit, but he's batting two seventy three, He's leading off for the Reds, and he's got seven walks of six strikeouts. Josh Reddick's off to a great start. David Peralta's pretty interesting. I picked him up. I, I plan on starting him this week. He started against two of three lefties. He leads off for the Diamondbacks. He's batting three twenty four. Peralta's having a nice start to the season. So, of those names, of uh, Kyle Moran, Jesse Winker, Josh Reddick, and David Peralta. Reddick, by far, the most owned. Who's your favorite there? Who's, or who's, like, the most exciting?
0: I think
2: Winker's the most exciting. I agree. Winker's the most exciting. I don't expect him to be better than Josh Reddick, though. So, like, Josh Reddick would be my favorite. Winker's the most exciting.
0: Uh Winker is certainly my choice for this week. I like the matchups presented for him. A lot of righties, and he he's a left-handed batter. Does well against righties.
1: Okay. I think we'll save um, the steals sources for tomorrow. You go ahead, Scott. You want something else to say?
0: Yeah, I wanted to mention David Peralta looks like an everyday player and not somebody who's sitting against lefties, and he's hit well against lefties so far. So as the Diamondbacks leadoff hitter, I do have more interest in him than I thought I would. And Colin Moran has struck out only three times so far, which is, um, you know, he was a low strikeout guy throughout his minor league career. If he strikes out that little, he's going to hit for average, and... Anybody who has that kind of bat on ball skills in today's offensive environment, I think, is a threat for 20 homers. Like I, I
2: think we may be sleeping on him as a potential contributor at third base. I uh just real quick on Peralta, if he keeps hitting like this against lefties, it won't matter. But I would, my expectation would be once we get Steven Souza back, we see Chris Owings play against lefties for Peralta. Yeah, it's possible.
1: Okay. Uh, Eduardo Escobar, shortstop eligible. Catel Marte, second base eligible. Matt Carpenter, two games away from second base eligibility. Scott Kingery, two games away from shortstop eligibility. Ian Happ sat Friday and Sunday against a righty. Uh, Michael Conforto sat against a lefty on Saturday. That was probably, possibly anyway, just let's give him a day off after he came off the DL. But I, that's another situation to monitor. And get into the pitchers. I guess we could talk about the studs, but maybe it probably makes more sense to talk about the fringy guys that could be added. Um, take a look at the studs being studs: Mo- Charlie Morton, Weaver, Quintana, Darvish, Garrett, Garrett Cole. Holy cow! Two straight <laughs> games with twenty or more swinging strikes.
0: He may have gotten Otani no wrong, but that Garrett Cole for Cy Young pick is looking <laughs> looking plausible He's right Amazing! Now. He yeah, is amazing. Uh, the the Astros are amazing. I they are. Wow. The way they mine the data to get the very best out of a pitcher, I mean, they've done it with fringies like Charlie Morton in the past, but um, seeing what they can do with a potential ace like Cole, um, it's it's working swimmingly.
1: All right, that's fine. That, that'll do it for that category. Studs being duds. Jake Arrieta, we'll give him a break. Uh, he had a bad first inning. He settled in, and they should extend his pitch count next time around. Rich Hill uh, struggled. Giolito, he's not quite in the Arrieta Hill category, but he was bad. Uh, Jose Barrios was awful. Tanner Roark had one bad inning, gave up a grand slam. Zach Granke had a bad inning. Could have been the weather. Very cold weather.
2: Let's go back first, though, real quick to Barrios. He was awful. You say he was awful, but, like, he was kind of awful in a Jacob Barnes type of way, Right. I don't Except know. that gave he five didn't block anybody and he out, struck out seven batters.
1: He gave up five runs and four and two-thirds. He was awful. I
2: understand. Jacob Barnes gave up four runs and two-thirds of an the inning. The ball never and left the he infield. He wasn't really that bad. It the wasn't ball really never ball.
1: left the infield. It never left the infield. I, I, I shouldn't say that for sure, but I don't think it left the infield. At least the I, hits. I think it probably did. Not the hits.
2: Yeah, I'm just – Barrios was not good. I'm not trying to say he was good, but eh. He didn't walk anybody, who struck out 7.
0: I don't think anybody's uh giving up on Barrios based on, you know, the way the first start went.
1: No, but I think Giolito, let, let me just focus as yeah, we we're running out of time. Yeah. Giolito, it's it's not a very good start cuz even his first start was four walks, one strikeout. Even it was a quality start.
0: Um Well, I'm, what got us so excited in spring training was he was dropping this curveball in that looked un, unreal and he's hardly featured it at all here early in the season. Now, where do you know where he was pitching in this start? Like maybe yeah. it's a oh, very cold weather. Yeah, you put it was Detroit. Um, maybe he just has a hard time getting a feel for that pitch in the cold weather. Maybe he deserves a pass for that. I mean, if a guy's not throwing his best pitch, I would say most pitchers want to be very good. So I'm going to give him to the end of April to show that, um, he still has that curveball. I'm not even saying he has to be good. I'm just saying he has to show that that's going to be a regular part of his arsenal. If he doesn't show it by the end of April, then I'm uh, I'm comfortable moving on to whatever whatever other exciting player is emerging off the waiver wire in that moment.
1: All right, here's a new segment called Overown New York Starting Pitchers. It's Matt Harvey at 89% and Jordan Montgomery at 87%. Disagreements?
2: Maybe a little bit on Harvey. Um, but I don't think he's too far. Like it's at Washington. The nationals are really good. I'm, I'm not going to hold it against him. Okay. I mean, this was the first time
0: spring training and regular season combined where I've seen a Matt Harvey start this year and said, okay, this is something I can definitely feel either good or bad about. You know, feel bad about it, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I feel like well, maybe it was Chris. I think it was you and Chris. You we were was. talking about dropping Harvey potentially no. after his last
1: start. No, no, no. Chris was talking it, about it. I, w- Chris and I had the okay. same takeaway from Harvey's first start, which was five scoreless innings, one yeah. hit, one run, five strikeouts against the Phillies. Which was, I have no idea obviously how he didn't give good up good results. Runs. He obviously was obviously
0: good results, but the underlying, you know, the velocity being low, yes. not many throwing a bunch strikes. of cookies over the yeah.
1: middle of the plate, and the the Phill- any other team probably would have crushed him. And yeah. he, he didn't. So I feel well like here.
0: he continued those those tendencies. And took them into this start and the results were much worse. Maybe a matchup had something to do with it, but, um, yeah, I don't think he's undroppable. Uh, I'm not saying
2: I'm rushing to drop him. I'd like to see more, but he's not. I un- agree.
1: Yeah, I'm not I'll dropping.
2: say the same thing I said about Cole Hamels. I would happily drop Harvey for Newcomb. I would happily drop him for, for Reynaldo Lopez, but I'm not dropping him for Ian Kennedy. I, I think I could agree
0: on Harvey. I wasn't willing to go that far with Hamills, but I agree on Harvey.
2: What's interesting, would
1: you drop Harvey for Steven Matz in a shallower league?
0: See, Matz had his own issues. I mean, great results against the Nationals, even the eight strikeouts. That's awesome. Two swinging strikes. There was was great frustration from the Nationals in particular about how much of the inside corner he was getting. Oh, yeah. It did not seem like a great strike
2: zone.
1: He had 30 called strikes. Yeah. Unbelievable. This umpire was terrible in that Sounds like pinpoint
2: control. (laughs) <laughs> but he's
1: but he's got better stuff than Matt Harvey that right, kind, right now, kind
2: of jokingly. But if the umpire is giving you a part of the plate, you still have to throw it to that part of the plate where they don't want to try no, to get it. No, I mean I was control.
0: watching the Mets broadcast, and even um Darling and and uh, yeah. Keith Hernandez were saying this is ridiculous.
1: Right. Same. Yeah, I was watching that too. All right. fringy starting pitchers. Let's talk about guys that could be added right now, or we could just maybe save this for tomorrow. Let's save it for tomorrow. It's too late in the show. There's more important stuff. We'll get it at the front of, of tomorrow's show. So let's preview today's games and then read some emails. All right. Today's games starts and sits. We got uh, – I think they start at 2 o'clock. So there's something that – oh, here we go. Something that the listeners should know. I have the worst computer in the world, and when I stall, it's because the webpage isn't loading, but it is finally loaded. All right. Chris Archer at the White Sox. Start or
0: sit?
2: Start. Start. Don't even think about it.
0: Yep. Think about it. He's going to get out. Don't home think runs. about it. No. You right. might
2: make a stupid life, decision if you think about it. Life
0: is easier when you're the Archer owner <laughs> if you just don't think about it. Start
1: right. him. Right. Miguel Gonzalez against the Rays? No. 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 Yvonne <laughs> Nova at Tyler Chatwood.
0: I would uh start Chatwood, not Nova. Yep.
1: Francisco Liriano at Corey Kluber.
0: <laughs> Definitely Kluber. <laughs> That's it. Um I don't know. As bad as that Indian lineup's been. Uh if if I was hurting for another arm, I could see Dualariano.
1: Cody Reed at Ben Lively. Nope. No. Yolisha Seen at Miles Michaelis.
0: No. i mm-hmm. I'd start Michaelis.
1: That's an interesting one. We're gonna be watching that one. Julio Tarot at Max Scherzer.
0: Scherzer, yes. Tehran, no. Oh,
2: so it's Bryce Harper day. Now,
1: the thing is, like Bryce Harper always homers off Julio Tehran, but he's been homering so much, he's got to stop homering at some point, right?
2: Is he going to be your donk chasers pick today? That's a, he's
1: he's going to be up there, no question. <laughs> uh Jay hap at Dylan Bundy.
0: I would start both of those chaps.
2: Okay, <laughs> probably yes.
1: Can't spell chap without hap. If you spelled Chapin correctly with an extra page. Uh, yeah. You, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Noah Syndergaard and Jose Arreña.
0: I would actually start both. I think I would not. What is this Jose Arre- Arreña, Arreña thing, Scott White? I really uh thought. The way he used his slider in his last start was transformative. I don't know if he'll keep using it. That
1: that, way, and that's the thing, like, but... he's been a bad pitcher his entire career, so he had one start where you liked it, and yeah. now you're willing to start up against the I Mets. mean, part
0: of it's, I don't have a lot of confidence in the Mets lineup. Look, I'm not, like, the I'm Mets not, I'm good. not dropping somebody I care about to pick up Urania in the hope that this goes well. But if I already owned Urania, I I'm not, I don't, I don't feel like I could leave him on my bench with, uh, this match if here. you own Urania you should drop him. <laughs> there is someone words. available on your league that's, that is
2: better than that's Jose That's not Urania.
0: true. Uh, there there are plenty of leagues that are deeper than the standard 12 team head to head. There
2: are. And even th- in those leagues there is someone better.
0: Garrett Richards
1: at Doug Fister.
2: Richards, yes, Fister no. Correct.
1: Justin Verlander at Lance Lynn.
0: Correct. He's giving me right or wrong. <laughs> um what was it Lynn or versus who?
1: Well, Verlander, we starting. Lance Lynn, starter sit against the Astros. No chance. Against the Astros?
0: Yeah, I guess the matchup would scare me away after the way that first start went, but um it wouldn't surprise me if he has a bounce back. wouldn't well, surprise me.
1: I think the tough part is what do you do with Lynn in a two-star week? He's got the Astros and then the White Sox at home. I'm starting points, him.
0: Points league, I'm definitely starting him. Yeah. For sure.
1: Right, same. Not Roto. Uh, Miguel, no, Marco Gonzalez. Tricky. At Jake Junis.
2: I'm starting Junis for sure, and I think Gonzalez also. I would definitely I would... start Gonzalez <laughs> over Lance Lynn and Jose Urania. Maybe even if I could combine Urania and Lynn's points.
1: <laughs> Clayton Richard and John Gray in Colorado.
0: I'll start Gray. I mean, if, Yeah, if you're not going to start him against San Diego, why'd you draft him? I
1: think I'm going to that game for the Dong Chaser, by the way. And Zach Godley at Derek Holland.
0: Godly is great, all especially against the, the Giants. Yes, Holland not so much. Time for you're rebus. gonna go.
2: You're gonna go away from Bryce Harper's BVP for your dong chasers pick. Who are you?
1: Oh, I know, but he, he's got to stop homering eventually. He's got I six. want you
2: all to pass
0: Harper. Bring let let me get him with the last pick. Nice. Steve, Scott, you are dull I need win. My pick Friday was Rizzo. Oh. he was well, out of the lineup. Him. Way to go! <laughs> all
1: right, Chris in Minneapolis is in a ten team. Head-to-head categories league. I currently have Ian Happ as my second utility player. Should I drop Ian Happ for Shohei Otani,
2: the batter? I would rather have Happ the batter than Otani the batter.
0: Yeah, I think the playing time concerns will be similar, um, but Happ has more hope of emerging as a true everyday guy. So I, I agree.
1: Jonathan from New Jersey. Does someone have to get hurt for Ryan McMahon to become a starter? Is McMahon worth holding in a 12-team or deeper league until then?
0: The answer to your first question is it certainly seems
2: that way. The answer to your second question is probably not. What are the Rockies doing? I don't that know. makes – like, he should be in AAA if he's not going to be playing. He's just yeah. sitting around wasting away. He's going he to should. go bad.
1: Next email Split-mo. from Will. John Lester for Madison Bumgarner, head-to-head categories league. Who would you rather have, Lester or Bum?
2: Bum. Bum.
1: From Michael, head-to-head points league. Would you trade David Price and John Lester for Garrett, Cole, and Ian Happ? Price and Lester. Oh yes. For
0: Cole and yep. Oh yes. Yep. I would trade Price and Lester probably for just Cole. Probably. From John. <laughs> Imagine, now that I say. 16 team points
1: league, weekly lineup, no points for wins or quality starts. So who would you rather have this week? Nukem, Harvey, or Chirinos?
2: Nukem.
0: Uh, yes. Nuke. Yes. Nukem it is. Nukem. I agree.
1: Damn near killed him. Mike D. from Burlington, Ontario, Canada. Jason Kipnis, he got dropped in my league. Should I spend fab on him? Will he get consistent playing time? Is he just off to a slow start, or is Kipnis no longer fantasy relevant?
0: Oh, that's a lot of questions. I think the answer to the last, the last three questions is um, slow start, will get playing time, still fantasy relevant. The answer to the first question depends on your league's size, because there's a lot of depth at second base, and...
2: I don't think the standard 12 team, uh, if there's no middle infield spot, he needs to be rostered. He says he needs a second baseman desperately. If that's the case, you probably should unless there's a better second baseman out there.
1: <laughs> I am sitting Kipnis for Panic this week, but I prefer Kipnis' rest of season to Joe Panic. And that's in a points league, by the way. Okay, then. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk one, to you tomorrow. One quick thing. Yeah.
2: Listen to the Sportsline DFS podcast today. Very special announcement. I am wearing a... uh a dong chaser shirt and you're going to have a chance to win one.
1: Outstanding. Take a listen to it. Sportsline DFS podcast. Go to cbsports.com slash podcast for subscription options. For Heath and Scott, I'm Adam. Talk to you tomorrow.